Thank you for listening to the Paradigm Podcast. Paradigm is a young adult ministry that exists to see lives changed by Jesus. For more information about Paradigm, go to ParadigmKC.com. We hope this message is inspiring and life-changing. Thanks for listening. What's up, Paradigm? If you have a copy of God's Word, won't you find the book of Hebrews is where we're going to be at tonight. Uh, so we're still celebrating Super Bowl live, right? And it's been exciting around the city. And um, a couple of friends of mine, they are avid Chiefs fans, which was kind of comical because they weren't able to watch the Super Bowl. They were actually traveling out of country while the Super Bowl was taking place. And, and so they were seriously trying not to... Uh, to know what the outcome of the game was. And so like they had their, their hoodies on, I mean, they're looking straight down at the ground as they're walking and navigating through the airport and all that stuff. And, and, and one of their friends is out in front of them saying, hey, please don't say anything about the Super Bowl. My friends, they love the Chiefs, but they don't know what the outcome of the Super Bowl was. And, and they, I mean, I can't believe this, but they made it all the way uh, home and we're able to watch the Super Bowl without knowing the outcome. And y'all remember the game, right? I mean, it was full of, full of ups and downs. Uh, the game had all sorts of uh, moments where you're like, oh my gosh, are they going to win? And, and then you, you really didn't know. Like there was that moment where you're like, it's all over. But at the end of the game, Chiefs, we won the game. Now I want you to imagine that you were there watching the game with my two buddies. And, and you already knew the outcome. And you're hanging out with them and, and you're watching them kind of go through the whole process that, that you went through initially, but you have a unique perspective because you knew what the outcome was. Like, I want you to imagine that you're sitting there and you're watching them and, 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 and they're stressing, but you kind of, you didn't want to blow it. You know, you didn't want to tell them, hey, no big deal, we went. You didn't want to say that, you know, but you're just kind of watching with this quiet confidence because you knew the outcome of the game. And I'll share that story with you tonight because uh, we know the outcome of life, all right? And, and life is like that game, right? Life is full of ups and downs. It's full of turns of events. And, and there are these times in our lives where we, we feel like, oh my gosh, I don't know if we're going to make it, if we're going to win. But listen, if you know Christ, you know the outcome. And you can be going through those situations in life and you can know and be confident that we win, now, I've titled this message, if you're taking notes tonight, I've titled it, Concerned Yet Confident. Concerned Yet Confident. Here's what I want you to see tonight. I want you to see what our biggest concern truly is, but also I want you to see where our greatest confidence comes from, excuse me, where our greatest confidence comes from. And before we leave with our time together, I want to call you to respond to some profound truths. Now, here's what you need to know about Christians. Like if you're hanging out tonight with some Christians or you are a Christian, you need to know that you have been called to live somewhat of a paradox, all right? And so you are simultaneously the most concerned person with what's going on in our world. You care about people. You care about all the things that are happening while being the most confident person in our world. And so you live this paradox and that's what you're called to live as a Christian. I wonder, do you have confidence in the outcome of life? Like if the worst, what do you think about the worst? If the worst were to happen in your life, would that really be the worst that could happen? Uh, there's a famous theologian and he said this, you can note this right quick. He said, when we go through life, you got to take your Bible and take your newspaper and read both, but interpret newspapers from your Bible. So here's what we're doing tonight. We are looking into God's word 
and we're going to allow God's word to be able to interpret the chaos that we are living in right now. Point number one, if you're taking notes, you could write this down. Our biggest concern. Our biggest concern. Now, now let's just be honest, guys. The corona's got us stressing, right? It's got us tripping. And we're getting all this news, and, and not only the corona, but also economic crisis. And so we come in here, and I, and I think deep down inside, like we're all asking ourselves when it comes to the corona, like, is this the one? Like, is, is this the virus of all viruses? You know, like the one that a lot of movies that we grew up watching that, that feature that virus, you know, it's like Armageddon, apocalyptic, you know, like, well, I don't, we're going to make it's going to thin out the herd of humanity, right? Uh, we're thinking like, is this the, is this the virus that's going to cause us to struggle like, like never before? And the reason why we think this is because, like, what experts are saying, right? I mean, they're saying that, that this thing has got the potential uh, to be a really, really big deal. Some people believe that over half the American population are going to catch this virus. Uh, there was this really bad flu called the Spanish flu in 1918, and, and the mortality rate of that was 2.5%, and people are projecting that the mortality rate of the coronavirus is gonna be like 3.4%. And so like our culture has really radically adjusted around this thing, like March Madness, if you're a college basketball fan, sorry man, I got canceled. NBA, they, they postponed it. Schools are out, out of session for a while. I mean, parents, they're gonna go crazy for, for too long. We're in an economic crisis. There's all of these things that have happened. Some of you are quarantining right now. Some of you are nervous about going out and about. Your favorite restaurants are shut down or they're just drive-through. And, and, and it seems like everything has adjusted. And listen, we should be concerned about these things. And, and it's, it's not godly to bury your head in the sand and not be concerned about them. And so like if you're, you're a follower of Christ or even if you're just a decent human being, wash your hands, right? Um, wash your hands, social distance, do all the things that we're being asked to do. And I think probably the best advice I really don't hear a lot of people talk about is you need to wash your cell phone too, right? So here's what we'll do. We'll wash our hands and we won't touch our face, but then we'll take our phone that we touch with our dirty hands and put it to our face. It don't make sense. And so wash your cell phone too. And, you know, serve your neighbor. If you got some elderly in the neighborhood, call them, check in, see if you can run some errands for them and love well. And here's the reality, man. People are struggling. And, and the world is trying to navigate this thing that we are right in the middle of, and, and they're not doing real well. I wonder, how, how are you doing? How are you doing with everything that's going on? So um, a few weeks ago, Kobe Bryant died. Y'all remember that? And, and it was like, it seemed like the world went to a funeral. And, and like we all paused and we were like, man, 41, still prime family, all of these things happening. And it seemed like we were just like, man, life is short. Oh my gosh, he got cut short. And it was like, we all begin to pause and think, what's going to happen when I die? And then this virus breaks out. And it seems like just as we were getting over the funeral, it seemed like we began to all have this feeling like we're infected together. And so it has us thinking like, like this is concerning. And, and here's what I know. We are concerned. Like, like I, I know, like you're sitting here listening to this video and you are stressing at some level or you're just trying to desensitize your stress by, by becoming cynical. I don't know how you're dealing with it, but we are all drawing our attention to this thing and we're stressing over this sickness. And listen, sickness and death is a symptom of a greater stress that's underneath it all. See, the, the, the virus, the, the coronavirus, the economic downturn, all the things that are unfolding in our world right now are all a result of sin. 
What we find out in the scriptures is that God created this rhythmic world to work beautifully and harmoniously, and then he sticks mankind in the middle of this garden, and he says, you go make the wilderness like the garden, but then mankind chose to rebel against God. We had one rule. It wasn't the Ten Commandments. It was the one commandment. Don't, don't eat of this tree. And, and, and our first parents, we ate of this tree. We rebelled against God. And ever since then, we've been rebelling against God. And what happened is that unleashed sin into our world. And so God is not the author of the coronavirus, I promise you. But the coronavirus is a result of sin. Every tsunami, every cancer, Every hard thing that we've experienced in this world outside is a result of our rebellion against God. But here's what I know, and, and, and here's the bigger concern. Our concern is about the virus. It is about economic downturns. There's chaos going on. But all of these things serve as a reminder that there is a greater concern. There's a bigger concern called sin inside of our hearts. So I wonder, how do you deal with that? Like, like, what does it look like for you to recognize that reality that something's broken in the world, but also that something's broken in you? Uh, maybe, maybe you ask this question, how'd you deal with the, the coronavirus news? Like, so I, I know somebody's listening to this right now, and you went out and bought way too much toilet paper, all right? And you went out there, and you gathered and started hoarding all this toilet paper. I don't know why. I don't know if you looked at any of the news stories. There's people buying like 20 gallons of milk. What's, what, what's 20 gallons of milk going to do to help you with this virus? And what's a lot of toilet paper? And, and then people, they started buying all of these things. Some just went ahead and quarantined. They ain't even sick. They're like, you know what? I'm just going to stay inside. I'm going to quarantine. And then other, like I was on Netflix the other day, and they're, they are releasing documentaries called Pandemics just to scare us, man. I don't know why they're doing all this, and we're watching it. And so we're, we're feeding ourselves with all these things, and we're responding in crazy ways. Or maybe you're just responding to the coronavirus with anxiety or, or stress. And maybe this, this virus is just the occasion that is truly revealing the state of your heart. And maybe you're allowing this virus to reveal what's deep inside of you, that you have concerns about death and dying, and you have no confidence about those things. What about your sin? If the virus is bad, your sin is worse. And how are you responding to the bigger concern of your sin? With good works? Or are you, you just denying some things? Are, are you thinking that you could be religious enough to mediate these things? Well, we look into God's word and in Hebrews we find some profound truth in the book of Hebrews. It's, it's written so that the people of God, um, they, they can know how to have a right relationship with Jesus. And the book of Hebrews is all about Jesus. Uh, and it's going to say some really amazing things about who Jesus is, what he came into the world to accomplish. And, and we really, at Paradigm, we think that Jesus is a big deal. And so we sing songs to Jesus. We talk about Jesus a lot. And, and so we look into the Bible and we begin to see what it has said about Jesus. And here's some things that it said about Jesus that allows the Christian to be simultaneously the most concerned about the things in the world, yet the most confident about the things in this world. And here's what it says in Hebrews 2, starting in verse 14. It says this right here. Because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the Son also became flesh and blood. And the Son is talking about Jesus Christ here. And he says this, for only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil. 
who had the power of death. Only in this way could he set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Listen, Jesus did not come to liberate us from the concerns in life. He came rather to enter in the concerns of life and to conquer the concerns of life so that we can have confidence in the outcome of what will happen in this life. That he came not to explain away our suffering, but rather to enter in our suffering. Point number two, if you're taking notes, you can write this down. Our biggest confidence. Our biggest confidence. Listen, I hope they find a vaccine for this virus. I hope that we have some economic upturns soon. But, but my confidence is not in those things. And the word of God would continue to remind us to not place our confidence in anything else other than Jesus Christ. That the reason why we can have confidence in the midst of our concerns is because Jesus is our champion. Like, like we know the outcome, right? Like, like again, imagine you're sitting there with these guys watching the Super Bowl with the knowledge that you had. Now they're watching and they're stressing and they're like, oh my, oh no, we're going to lose, we're going to lose. You could boldly say, look, I know it doesn't look good right now, but I promise we win. And this is the picture that the scripture is painting tonight. That, that God, like our confidence comes that God sent his son, Jesus, to become like one of us. Again, it said in Hebrews that, that because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood. That, that our champion is the one that became one of us. And, and he understands, like he understands the fear that, that could potentially break out inside of you. Uh, he understands the, the things that, that could really plague us. And, and he understands even the cynicism that would harden your heart. Where you say, oh, this is no big deal. He understands all of those things. And he came to relate to us. And our confidence stems from the fact that God came in the form of Jesus. But, but why do you have to come? Well, the scripture goes on. It says that he came for only as a human being could he die. And only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. That, that not only did he become like us, but he died to break the power of death and the devil. That as a man, Jesus, he could die. And the reason why he came to die is to express his love for you and I. And so here's what the scripture is saying, that, that God is the payment in the form of Jesus. He is the payment for our sin completely. That on the cross, Jesus died as a human sacrifice for humanity's sin but Jesus is God, and so he therefore at the same time destroys death and he defangs the devil. That death has lost its bite and Satan has lost his teeth when Jesus was crucified and rose from the grave three days later. This is the gospel. This is the good news that gives us confidence. And, and the confidence that we have, our biggest confidence, is that Jesus died on a cross. And three days later, he rose from the grave proving that he's the champion of all champions. Like th this word corona in the Latin, it literally means king. And, and so like in your heart right now, if you're stressing about the coronavirus, what's happening is that, that you are having a battle of kings, so to speak. 
And what the scripture is saying over and over again is that Jesus is the king over all little kings. Jesus is the king over corona. He's the king over cancer. He's the king over economic crises. Jesus is the Lord of lords, the king over all calamity. He is the one that defeated death. He's our champion. He's the heavyweight champion of the universe. He is Lord. And though you may have trouble, Jesus came to give you peace. He came to give you peace. And he said, take heart because I've overcome this world. I wonder, do you have, do you have that kind of confidence? When you're facing the concerning times and the calamities that happen in life, what are you clinging on to for confidence? Where is your hope tonight? What is everything that is happening? What's it revealing in you? Uh, Hebrews goes on and it says this, and I love this. And Hebrews 2.15, it says, Only in this way could Jesus set free all who have lived their lives as slaves to the fear of dying. Uh, I think ultimately the question is, do you have freedom from the fear of death? Uh, like, like this is the thing that's really underneath it all. Like, like if we're just being honest, when it, when it comes to death and dying, we, we just don't want that to happen prematurely, Right? And, and so when we're watching the news and we're seeing the death count and the death toll, we're being told of the death toll rising all across the world, like there's something inside of us that's nervous, right? But here's what I know to be true. The death rate is still the same. Like 100 out of 100 people are going to die. The, the, the good health is just the slowest way to die. And so if you're not prepared for death, then you're not free truly to live. Point number three, if you're taking notes, you could write this down. Our call. Our call. See, our call as a result of understanding the concerns of this life and understanding that Jesus is our confidence, our call simply is to trust him. And so if you're here listening to this message, man, that, that's my invitation to you. Trust Christ. Jesus, he came to set us free from the fear of death. If you believe in Christ, listen, you can trust that no weapon formed against you will prosper, that even in death, we are going to live forever. Like, like, listen, like if you know Christ, we win, all right? Like, like it, we don't have to be governed by and gripped by anxiety and stress to the point where we can't even make a decision in life. We, we win. And Christ has come to give us that liberty. And so, like, imagine that there's this Super Bowl parade that death is the prerequisite for you to enter and to find, that, that there's this parade that is going to be held to King Jesus, much like the parade after the Super Bowl. And, and there's a spot for you on the parade route for you to celebrate our victor, Christ. And death is the prerequisite, if you know Christ, that allows you to enter in the parade of heaven. And this is good news. And so don't act like we don't have a hope if you know Christ. Be the person that is stable in the midst of tumultuous waters. And be the person that gives hope and confidence and joy and love and, and, and optimism to those around you. Act as if you believe what you believe, all right? And trust Christ. But listen, if you don't know Christ, you should be concerned. Like I remember, I really didn't have much of a relationship with the Lord and, and calamity broke out in my life. The, the only thing I can really relate to what's going on uh, to right now is 9-11. Is, is 
I was a junior in high school, and, and I remember that news coming. I was, I was a, uh, in English class, and we saw the, the news pop on the television of those planes hitting the towers, and, and, and it, was, it, was, it was as if the world stopped that day. And I remember all this stress, and you know, we're going to go to war, is there going to be a draft, and what, what's going to happen? I remember fear just gripped society, and not only did it grip society, but, but that same season was the season that my dad was incarcerated, and, uh, and it was as if, like, not only was the world around me falling apart, but, but, like, my world, my little world was falling apart. And I remember just getting so gripped with worry and fear because I really didn't know the Lord. And somebody had given me some Bible verses to memorize, and so I was trying to turn it to Christ in the midst of all this stuff, and I would invite you to do the same. And I remember John 15, 5, it says that if you remain in a relationship with me, then, then you are going to bear much fruit. And, and the fruit that God's talking about is the fruit of peace, the fruit of calmness, the, the fruit of confidence in the midst of chaos. But apart from me, you can do nothing. And then I remember another part, part of, of Jesus talking about in Matthew 6. He said that, that you need to seek me first and all things will be given to you. The all things he wants to give you is peace, is calmness, is confidence in the midst of chaotic times. And he says, don't worry about tomorrow. I got you. Now, remember th these words, I, I begin to lean into them, and my concerns begin to dissipate. But listen, if you don't trust Christ, you should be concerned. Like, if you don't have a, a right relationship with Christ, I'm calling you to trust him. And if you don't trust him, listen, this is the only heaven you get. This is the only heaven, a heaven with pandemics, a heaven with brokenness that this is the best it gets for you if you don't trust Christ. But if you trust Christ, this is the only hell you'll ever know. And so you're, you're, you're sitting here listening to this message and you've got to know that the scripture is clear. That if you die apart from Jesus, you will be quarantined forever. You'll live isolated apart from God who made you and apart from those who love you. And so, man, trust Christ. How are you dealing with things? How are you dealing with your sins? Listen, you can turn from your sins tonight. You can ask God to save you tonight and allow the, the peace of God to begin to calm your chaos and your concerns and give you confidence to be able to live in this life and the one to come, like right where you are you can begin a relationship with Christ. And so here's what I want to invite everyone to do that's listening to this video. I just want you to bow your head. Go ahead, bow your head, close your eyes. If you're meeting in a living room, maybe you're listening to this just by yourself, I just want you to bow your head. And, and I just want to ask you a few questions as we finish up our time together. What are your concerns? What's, what's the thing going on inside of your heart? What is this virus or this stress, this chaos? What is it revealed about you? And what's your confidence in? Or maybe a better question, who is your confidence in? I want you to think right now, as you have your head bowed and your eyes closed, I want you to think, do you know Jesus? Like, are you sure that you're in a right relationship with him? And listen, you can know him right now. 
So if you want to step into a right relationship with Jesus, I just want to invite you to pray a prayer. There's nothing special about this prayer, but this is a defining moment for some of you. And I want you to pray a prayer like this. If you want to start a relationship with Jesus, just repeat after me. God, I'm concerned about all that's going on. But more so, I'm concerned that if I die, I won't see you. I believe that you died for me and rose from the grave to show that you are Lord over it all. And I want to trust you as my Savior and Lord tonight. Jesus, will you save me? Holy Spirit, will you give me peace through this pandemic? Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, hey, maybe you prayed that prayer and, and you started a relationship with Christ. We want to connect with you and help you take your next steps. And so if you don't mind, just reach out to us. Send us an email, paradigm at AbundantLifeLS.com. We'd love to hear from you and figure out how we can connect with you so that you can take your next steps. Or, or maybe others of you, you, you need to process this a little bit more. Hopefully you're gathered right now with your crew. If not, maybe you can get your crew together. Y'all can gather together. Watch this video again if you have to. And, and maybe you need to process this thing. And we, We're going to provide some resources to help you do that as well. But wherever you're at, just know that we love you. And we hope that uh, God will come alongside of you and help you take your next steps. And we are so grateful that you made the decision to join us wherever you are. To, to chime in on this living room worship service. And let us know if there's anything we can do to help you navigate your life in Christ. Reach out to us, paradigm at abundantlifeLS.com. Thank you so much and have an incredible time of worship.